What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underwater Flies on Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with three-time men's basketball national champion, Trevor Hudgens. Thanks for coming on today, bro. We're going to hop right into it here, talking about how did you get into the game of basketball? I mean, you're basically a four-time national champion. That's absolutely insane. So, how, you know, how did you just gain this love for the game? I mean... It all started probably with my sister. Um, we lived out in the country in Kansas, and uh, she was she's eight years older than me. So you eight know, years older, dang. She, she was you know hooping in the yard and stuff uh, around the church, and you know she would tell me to guard her. And oh, I was, you know she wanted that competition. <laughs> you know, I was I was little at the time, and you know I just I just loved the game since then. Then my brother's four years older than me, and you know. We were we were competing. Ever yeah, since I know we how were. that probably went, dude. I got my <laughs> own brother. <laughs> we always competing. Fights and all in the yard. But <laughs> so were you just uh just stepping back, chopping on them too, or what? I mean that the shot didn't come until like till later on. Honestly, really? How, when would you say the shot really came on? Because they're gonna see the promos. They're gonna know you got the strap. Like where? What, when did it really you know come about? I would say the shot probably like was really here. Probably the COVID year. I think I the was. COVID year. I think I was 50 percent or fifty three percent or something like that. I would say, yeah, I'd say. Three. I mean, all I know was the COVID year and beyond. I, yeah. I didn't even see your freshman year, so I mean, I just all I remember is just just yeah. wet. I mean, but all right. So you play. Uh, you play with your siblings, you know. But yeah. then when did you start playing? You know, more competitively into high school. Like, where? What, what was your first game? And then how was your high school career? Okay, so. I'll, I'll go all the way back. I'll go all the way back. All the Just way give back. Just the whole story. Oh, so no, we're getting the whole story. So right. basically, you know, elementary school is a little, you know, community basketball, you know. I was always on the worst team. Oh, no. You know, kids had their little cliques and stuff. The most athletic guys, you know, were their own team and everything. I was trying to, you know, get a team myself. Mm-hmm. Always on the worst team. I'm pretty sure I had – Losing seasons all throughout elementary school, all the way up to middle school. Wow, that's um, surprising. I'm not gonna lie. So you know, I you know losing was obnoxious to me. I, I hated it so much. Um, that was elementary school. Then around middle school, I started developing my game a little bit more. I, I went to Mocan, which is based out of Kansas City, uh, Missouri, okay. Kansas. You know, nice and. Uh, that's when I really started playing, and I was playing like two years up, like all all throughout elementary school, two all the way to like I think seventh grade was the first year I started playing my age. I played on Mocan Elite, played with some real good hoopers. Um, then eighth grade, I was on Mocan Select, and then Mocan Select all the way up to high school. And you know, my last two years in AAU, we were. We were crazy. Like we had some, Damn, we had D two guys, but you know we we played Penny Hardaway's group. We played some more guys at Nike camps and Nike tournaments and stuff like that. We, I think we were undefeated in the springtime. So so how did you compete with those dudes? Because you know there's people that since you're a D two athlete, they're like, oh he he played you know he's D two whatever. Like they might dismiss you off. But how how did you compete with those dudes right there? I mean, I think I did real good. You know. Um, just AAU wise, I I felt like I was I was one of the top guys, you know, just in all my tournaments, every nice. tournament I played in. But going to high school, I I played varsity my freshman year, and I played JV. Wow! So I lettered all, about, all four years. That's crazy. And uh, our coach got fired halfway through, and then the coach that's there now, Benji George, he took over halfway after Christmas break. So I played for him, JV, and I played played with him for varsity. Then um, sophomore year, that's when my high school started taking off for real. Nice. Um, we, I forgot what we started off at, but it was crazy. Like was fans crazy. started coming back. Like really? the gym started getting packed. And and th- guys, I want you to know this is humbly speaking because this is a very humble man right here. This is this is my cousin Trevor Hudgens. <laughs> I'm playing. No, but this is a very humble man. So anything he says, just know it's probably about. Little, little, you know, toned down, if you may say. But yeah, so, that's crazy to think about. So I would say, like, my freshman year of high school, like, there wasn't a lot of noise in basketball in my high school. Then sophomore year, we had Pearson McAtee, who, you know, walked on at K-State. We yeah. had Gabe Aubrey, who went to Manhattan Christian. 
Um, and we, we had a solid group. We had Grant Munson, we went to McPherson. Um, we we had a solid group, and we started picking up, you know, and, you know, started hitting the road and mm-hmm. started running with it. I mean, we lost to Washburn Rule um, in Washburn. Substate. Man, you and Washburn, bro. Yep. So <laughs> I've been playing them all my life. You played all lost, your life. That's lost crazy. Lost them sophomore year, junior year. We lost to, I think, Wichita East with Xavier Kelly, who went to Clemson. We had another good team then. That year, I won player of the year. There you go. Uh, senior year, we had a great year. We lost a couple games. Um, but we, we got out of Substate. We won Substate against Washburn. Okay, and okay. And we went to State, and it was like the first time in eight years that we went to State. That's nuts. And first then, time in eight years. And then, okay, so how'd that go? How'd then, <laughs> then, so the first game we played Lawrence. Lawrence, I think. Yeah, Lawrence okay. High, the Lions. Lawrence High. So and, they're, right, they're right around Kansas, like yeah. University of Kansas. So, yeah, yeah and, basketball must be big there. And so – me and me and the other two guard, probably the best people on the team, um, you know, we're having a terrible night, but we're still winning. Yeah. So we're playing defense, we're doing good and all that. We're terrible night making no, no shots. No nothing, shots. Nothing. Oh no. Can buy a basket. Then it comes down to a a tied game. Our big man got fouled. With 1.4 no seconds on way, the side of the clock. No way, dude. No way. He missed both of them. We went to overtime, and wow. they won. So, oh, my gosh. 1.4 that is on the shot. So he had two shots. So, you got oh, two shots. Yeah. You, and you know, dude, I mean, you're, you're the, you're the clutch, most clutch yeah. player I've seen live. See, I've never seen any more, anyone more clutch live. So you were probably just sitting there thinking, just Dang, one, dude, just give just me. one. That's oh all I was saying. Is just one. Just Does that one. ever come back to haunt you? Or by the, at this point, it's kind of out of the way. I mean, at first I was kind of hurt, but then after that, I was like, you know what? We we did our best. Like, yeah, you have an off night against a good team. I mean, and then you go to college and have your room is probably just full of nets. I mean, you got <laughs> nets everywhere. I bet. Oh man, that's nuts. All right, so. You know, high school career going on. You got some offers. Do you want to talk about your offers a little bit and uh, ultimately why you chose to come here to Northwest Missouri State? Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much the whole MIAA was talking to me or offered me. I had some D1 offers, you know, and interest. I mean, I talked to a bunch, but some of them didn't offer me. Um, some, Some sent letters, but, you know, I didn't want to choose a school until I was done with high school basketball yeah yeah you know how everyone you know chooses school real early mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna wait well what, what's your reasoning behind waiting just just all that all that stress it was just stressful just you know coaches Definitely. calling you every every day and stuff like that like, and you were just focused on trying to win state yeah, that, yeah you were we going had a decent state. year we yeah, had a decent year so exactly. I was, so I told I told the coaches or I just ghosted them. Sorry, Coach oh, Mack. Oh, um, you ghosted Coach yeah, Mack? Did. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. Um, coach Mack is the Northwest Missouri State basketball coach. If y'all didn't know that, so I, I didn't, <laughs> you ghosted your you ghosted your own coach. Yeah. Dang. I I didn't pick up quite often. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. For anybody, for real. For okay, um, okay. But him, you know, he's my coach now. So yeah, I can, that's I nuts. Can, I can poke at him. Um, <laughs> but. I just didn't. I just didn't want distractions. I felt like they were just calling like every week, just trying to figure out when I'm trying to sign, and I'm, I'm just not worried about that. I'm worried yeah. about you know having fun, high school. Yeah, senior your senior year, year of like, high school. My senior year was lit, and I wasn't even the star basketball player. So I mean, yeah. it was probably nuts. So, like, I was just waiting till the end of the year, and I kept on waiting, kept on waiting, and I mean, when it was time to make my decision. A lot of coaches got fired, or a lot of coaches really? retired, or transferred, or you know, just a bunch of they stuff. They just left their school, basically. Just a bunch of stuff <laughs> happened, and <laughs> it was nuts. like, like I said after the 2019 championship to a reporter for CBS, I was like, it's literally like God was like, hey, go here, because yeah. Coach Mack was like literally the last one standing. It's weird. I, I mean, anyone who doesn't believe in God, you got to look for those signs. I yeah, mean, it's so real, you, dude. It is so real. Like, that is crazy. That's exactly it's, just, it's crazy. oh, my gosh. You just felt the sign. It's like, there's where I need to go. Yeah. And look how it played out. I mean, yeah. that's insane. So, all right. So, you basically got a few D1 offers, right? Yeah. So, guy like me, not a college athlete, never had a chance of being a college athlete, a lot of dudes like us have the debate. Would you rather go to an average D1 school or the best D2 school? 
And you're a living example of choosing the best D2 school over the uh, medium or worst D1 school. So, I mean, is that something you just knew all along? You're like, I would rather play for the best team than the average D1 school. It didn't matter to you what division it was in. I think the first thing, you know, while choosing a school is you got to look at your personality. You got to look at the culture at a school. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, when I came here on a visit, Coach Mack and, you know, our strength coach, Joe Q, was, were literally like, you're going to work hard, but you're going to win. And yeah. all I want to do is win uh, mm -hmm. since day one. Probably started in the in the front yard with my brother. Yeah, literally. Uh, I bet, dude. I but, bet. like, you got you to, gotta, like, really think about yourself and what you want out of a school. Like, yeah. if you if you just want gear, go ahead and go D1 and, you know, yep. get all the backpacks and all the jumpsuits and stuff and all the shoes. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, you got to – look at who you are mm -hmm. if you if you just want to win like go to where you're going to win and where you're going to be developed into a winner yeah and really. i feel like i feel like this is the best choice regardless of <clears throat> of level i mean coach mack is one of the best coaches in the nation any level i mean probably probably the best i mean according to record there's yeah. no arguing that 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 dude is unreal what what even is his record last time i looked it was like he has like two hundred like, something wins and like double digit lot like he has no like, loss. He has three hundred plus now. Three hundred plus. That's insane. Yeah, dude. I think I think last year's championship was three hundred. That is nuts. I think I that's think, yeah, that is true. That's true. I remember that. I mean, you could just see it the way he coaches. Like when the game gets hyped up, some coaches just kind of stand there, don't really oh, get yeah. it. This dude, his ties flinging around, he's going <laughs> crazy, like yelling at the fans, yeah. like get up, get up, yeah. dude. That I mean, it's it's been a it's been so fun watching you Diego and coach like obviously all the other players are great but specifically you with the shot and the Diego kind of reminds me of myself as a player like I'm not I'm I'm horrible like don't even act like I'm good but I'm just saying like Diego is like if I was like so freaking good I'd be like Diego because he, get, he gets all the rebounds but he's yeah. not the biggest dude on the court yeah. he just runs around gets all the rebounds he's a hustle player locked down D like I feel like that's how I'd be if I ever, you know, was actually good at basketball. But I, so I just loved watching Diego play, yeah. and then coach is just freaking crazy. I love. Uh, have you ever like had any like disagreements with coach though, like mid game or anything? Has that ever been a? Um, I mean, that's another part of like picking your school. Like yeah. you gotta have a good relationship with your coach. Exactly. Like, exactly. You gotta have some trust, like, in your coach. You're gonna be around him for the majority of the year. Mm -hmm. I think um, there's there's been a couple times we had some. You know, some heated conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just because he's competitive, I'm competitive. He knows I just want to win. He wants to win. He wants the best for us. And sometimes yeah. you're not thinking about, like, everybody, the big picture, when you're on the court, when everything's exactly. moving so fast. But that's the that's the thing I love about just me and Coach's relationship. Um, it's just the trust part. So, yeah. like, if he, if he tells me, like, hey, you got to do this, like, I'm going to do it. But he'll also listen to me if I say, hey, this this is happening, this is open, this needs to happen. Like, he'll make some adjustments. And, I mean, we've had a couple, we've had a couple like, arguments. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know. But it's all out of, like, respect, and it's yeah. never, like, it's never, like, that deep on, like, a personal level. It's like, we're just, you're both trying to win. I love that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why we, ha we have three championships in a row. Like yeah. I said, should have been four. Screw COVID, bro. <laughs> COVID messed it all up. That was my freshman year. We are going to win it, but. Yeah, that, that's just crazy, and I think uh, going going back on trust and going back to earlier when I said, uh, you know, this is the clutchest man I know, how many times, I don't know if you know for a fact how many times, and I missed your whole freshman year, how many times do we need a three-pointer or even a two-pointer or just a score with like five seconds left? And it's like, there's no question, this, is, this game's an autopilot. Trevor's going to drive down there, pull up, hit it. I mean, it was against Northeastern State. It was against UCO. We actually lost to UCO, but you still hit the shot. I mean, that was yeah. crazy. But and then uh, the biggest one was Missouri Southern at home. I was sitting, I was sitting there, and I just pulled my phone out. I was like, I feel like something's gonna happen. Recording that, I sent you that video. I looked yeah. around, saved. I was saying yeah. Trevor up for this interview, and I saw that, and I was like, that was a crazy night. But yeah. this dude freaking steps through, hits the hits a two point buzzer beater. We rush the court, and it was that was probably one of my best college memories. So I mean, basically the question here is. What, what, what are you feeling in those moments? Is it just autopilot for you, too? Because as a fan, it's like, bro, we're, I'm not even worried. I'm like, this dude Trevor's <laughs> going to go down and hit something. I'm not oh, even worried. Man. I mean, it goes back to the trust with, with you know, your yep. coaches, teammates, and all that. And at the end of the day, it's just like you're 
killer instinct. Like, mm-hmm. I've I watched Kobe and you know all those guys. Literally, bro. Playing and just the way they attack those moments and stuff. Like I've seen Michael Jordan highlights and stuff, and seen like throwback games on NBA TV. But I mean, just the killer instinct they have. Like you see it in their eyes and stuff yeah. like that. Like there's there's like no pressure. Um, to take those shots when you have all the trust of your teammates and coaches and you know they're going to get you the ball like it's, there's no there's, there's no, no way it wasn't yeah. happening i mean i remember it was a it was a free throw dude misses it and they just toss the ball to you you drive down you had two dudes on you step through put it up and it goes in i was like dude like i don't even know how that even happened i'm like that, that was the first time i witnessed it and i was like i don't even know what just happened my first buzzer beater too that was okay first so you didn't hit any your freshman winner. year game winner first buzzer. game winner yeah, all right that's insane dude that 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 was probably the loudest it's ever been in that arena. I mean, that was yeah. insane. That was also on a Greek Life night, so all the fraternities were there. Yeah. The only time they've ever done that, and it just happened to be the same night. That was insane. It was crazy. But all right, so basically going off of that, adverse when adversity hits, you know, just looking at mid mid game, you're down, or maybe even deeper than that, when people are doubting you, like how do you handle adversity? How what's your mindset whenever you face those hard times? Um, I think. It goes back to preseason with the team. I mean, we had adversity day one. Yeah, like, this season, yeah. I, like, you, we had a class together. This dude comes in, he's like, yeah, it's going to be a different type of season. And I was like, oh, no. Like, but, from day one, we start basketball and we get back to school. Like, we're training. Like, we're running. We're in yeah. practice. Like, and it's probably the hardest six to eight weeks you could think of oh yeah for sure just waking up early i mean i mean like all college athletes go through the early mornings and stuff and all the workouts but like northwest is is different so mm-hmm. if you're a basketball player and you're trying to come here just know that is different it's like different. when i say coach mack and joe q said you're gonna work hard you're gonna work hard <laughs> but you also will win so i mean there's that yeah but i mean just the work that you put in before is is crazy and mm-hmm. in those moments you're like I'm not gonna tap out now yeah I mean because you've been through it you've been through six to eight weeks of of you're not about to tap out now and the hard work with your team like you, you look on the court and you say oh these are my guys I'm gonna fight for them and this year was probably the epitome of that of literally fighting and adversity i, mean, I would we, agree for sure we had five losses this year probably the most yeah most I've most ever, you have experienced for sure but um two in a row in fact yeah by one two. and they were at home two in a row at, at home, home by one to conference opponents yeah that was crazy it's it's just crazy so i mean when we when we feel adversity we just attack it like we yeah. we won't give up i i can guarantee that northwest will probably never give up in a game Dude, that's – I mean, I've, I was just thinking, like, that uh, Northeastern game, y'all lost by quite a bit, wasn't it? It was – well, at least you were – no, you. it was, like, your first – one of your first games of the year. And y'all – This year? Yeah, this year. Sioux Falls? Was it? I don't remember. It was that tournament in, like, St. Joe or Sioux, something. Sioux, uh, it was y'all's yeah, first Sioux loss. Falls, I mean, Falls. I just remember looking at the score at halftime and being like, yeah, they're right, up by it's 20. Rough. And then they put – I think you said – they just started giving you the ball and letting you shoot yep. threes. Yeah. All right. So I was just like, I was like, dang, dude. Like, I've never seen us get beat like that. But then, just the way that y'all handled it and the way you just beat a, a dude, a team that had a seven foot man on it. Yeah. And y'all, like, low key ran them. I mean, they kept it close at the end. Yeah. That's just, I, I think that's insane. I love that you said just attack that adversity. That isn't, that's crazy to me. You could literally see it if you, uh, a lot of y'all probably didn't follow the season like I did because I just love Northwest, but freaking it was crazy. It was crazy to witness. But have you ever experienced, like, people doubting you as a as a player, as a person, like, like throughout your career? I don't know. I, I, I was just thinking, like, I was like, this dude is really the, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen, and, like, you grew up in Manhattan. And I'm like, I'm like didn't K-State say something? Like, did, did, was there any story with that or, or what? I mean, K-State talked to me. Uh, my sophomore year in high school, and then Pearson McAtee went. On, he was a senior my sophomore year. Yeah, walked on, and then after he like signed or agreed to walk on, like they stopped talking to me. So I was really like, all right. But I you're mean, like you're lost, low key. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was no hard feelings. I mean, I was I was friends with some of the players on the past couple seasons yeah. on, on K-State. So, I mean, it was, you know, but 
Yeah. But aside from like the whole K State thing, like just in general, there had to have been there had to have been some doubters. There had to have like, been Yeah. Has there yeah. ever been that teacher, you know, the like cliche, that teacher that was like, You're never gonna you're never gonna, I don't know, go pro. I don't know if that's I um, I don't know. We we'll get into that in a little bit. I would but. say I would say probably just probably just coaches like like I said in seventh grade I was on Mocan Elite. And you know, it was just a culture shock because, like I'm from Manhattan and you yeah. know, we it's just it's just fundamental basketball. Yeah. Like I, I used to cross people up and like make them fall, and like the coaches would literally say like stop showing off. Like really, I wouldn't even what? be like I wouldn't even look at look at them or point at them or nothing. I would just we got, make we got them Kevin, fall. Kevin shaking his head back here. Like <laughs> what and, type of coach is gonna say that? I'm I'm dead serious too. It was it was seventh grade. Seventh Quit grade showing first, off. first day of practice. I remember I made someone fall and I just hit a layup. Didn't even do anything. No jelly or anything. No, just straight off. Just straight up layup. He said, quit showing off. So I was like, man, I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Back to, back to seventh grade, uh, Mocan Elite. Um, you know, I'm playing with, I'm playing with some city guys. Like I'm used to like, you know, Manhattan. Manhattan guys. Like, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's different. Kansas City and Manhattan is, is a lot for different. For sure. For sure. Um, and I just remember not playing like my game like I just turned into a shooter honestly like and I wasn't the greatest but like I could still knock down some shots and I remember the next year eighth grade like I remember going into tryouts and being like man I didn't do anything last year I want to show them yeah I was going crazy in trials yeah I I was I was better than I was last year I was Mm -hmm. better than people that I was playing against and I remember I forgot his name, but I remember a coach called me and told me I wasn't gonna make the lead squad. So and that was that was probably the number that was the first one. That was that was seventh grade. Going to eighth grade. I remember that was the first one. He was like, Yeah, you just you just like not vocal enough, not just you know, what? we got other guys that are that are pretty good and stuff like that and Did can run our show. Well do you know any of those other guys now? I mean, I know I know I probably Half that team, I think, probably half that team, and I just I just remember being like, wow, like I'm not, like he said I'm basically not good enough to to play Literally, on the league, dude. and I was like, dang, that was probably the first one I could remember. Yeah, I'm, I just I just wonder where they are now. And like, then are they home? Did they got three rings? I mean, what? <laughs> and then this, anyways, probably the second one is probably just. Uh, my high school recruitment process. I mean, Mac told me that there was a guy uh, watching my game, and Mac was watching my game. And Mac asked the other coach, and he was like, man, who's this? Like, he's getting recruited. Anybody recruiting him? Yeah. And the coach was like, nah, he's not good enough for for uh, major level, <laughs> mid-major level stuff. That's and Coach crazy. Mack was like, man, he's good for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, literally. <laughs> and so, yeah, and then history tells itself. But exactly. I mean, I've had I've had doubters here and there. I, I've never had a teacher talk about, oh, you're never gonna make it anywhere. Yeah, like, I mean, there's always those stories. It's like, yeah, I don't know. But speaking of all that, what what's your plans now? Because I mean, you're you, you have another year of eligibility, right? But well, like I don't know what's happening next. Do you even know? I mean, I know I'm I know I'm not coming back to school, so yeah. the year of eligibility's gone. Like I'm I'm not going to college again. Yeah. Sorry, Bearcat fans. Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm getting my degree, I'm out of here. But uh the next step pretty much is just, you know, going pro. Trying to trying to get the best opportunity. Um wherever that might be. I don't know where it might be. Yeah, I saw um, you got posted by League Him. I commented yeah. on that. That's Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. Okay, so going pro, are you talking NBA? Are you talking overseas? Are you just talking, we'll see what happens? I'm talking, you shoot for the NBA. You shoot for the NBA. Yes, I mean, sir. I think... It's, uh, it's all about connections, too. It's connections. Yeah, literally. It's, it's who you run with, you know, and then what you do, like, in, in the off season as well exactly like how they see you how scouts see you and stuff and then you you know you, you have interviews for stuff like that but you know everyone's shooting for the nba like, exactly of yeah, course you want the nba but would you be open to overseas if that ever happened if that if there was like all right play play overseas for two years would you really up and leave america and head over to like i don't know italy is that where they play that I don't yeah know. they play everywhere everyone you like, would go everywhere. over there yeah I'll play that would be crazy dude that'd I'll be awesome I definitely, I definitely would go over there. I <laughs> That'd mean, be insane. 
I'm I'm playing basketball until the wheels fall off. Until yeah. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I can't feel my legs. Like there my you legs go. are hurting All to right. the point where I can't that is do sick. anything anymore. That is sick. Then I'll then I'll stop. But I'm I've always been the type to to say like if I'm able to do something, why not do it? Exactly, bro. I think I think a big thing I like what you just said was shooting for the NBA. People might look at that and think, dude, that's a freaking crazy huge dream. But but what? Yeah, yeah, my boy Kevin up in here. Nah, bro, it's a completely attainable. The thing is, is that in life, this is your only freaking life you get. You do not get another life. So you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't dream big. If you would have came in here and said, uh, I don't know about the NBA. I don't know if I'm good enough. Like, that, what, what even is that, dude? You are shooting for the NBA. I, I, I'm so proud of you for that. And also I think of, like, like, even aside from, like, an athlete, like, for me doing this podcast or some of my friends making music, it's like, your your beliefs in yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't dream big. And literally in life, you can accomplish freaking anything you put your mind to. Your work ethic and the and the goals and the and the things you do just has to have to match that dream. So like for you, bro, I already know that's your dream. I already know the per- type of person you are. You're gonna be in the gym like crazy for the next, I mean, however long. Like, Man. I mean, and then for <laughs> yeah. me, you know, I'm just picking this up before season three starts. And just doing this, I mean, I'm trying to do my own grind. Kev doing his thing, bro. We all, I mean, I don't even know, bro. We just, you, you could accomplish anything if you just believe, but set high beliefs, put in that work. You could literally accomplish anything. You create your own present moment. Like, why not? Why not? Why not see Trevor Hudgens in the NBA? I could see you Man. on the Thunder, bro. That'd be crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> You're the next Westbrook before the, oh, pre Lakers Westbrook. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take Before it. Lakers, yeah, I'll take it. Hey, you'll take. I mean, who won it? Who won it? Yeah. <laughs> I would take Lakers, Westbrook. I mean, that would be. If I was in the no, if I was in the league, I'd just be getting smacked. I'd just be getting. I'd I mean, be just blocked. to be in the league, just to be there. Would just be awesome. to be there. I mean, your family would be set with the money, and then oh, yeah. you'd be playing basketball, getting paid for it. That's yeah. about the best. That's about Man. as good as it gets. Baseball's more my sport, but yeah, I don't know. This dude's gonna be there. I believe it. But anyways, get it aside from that. Um, so basically, coming to Northwest, just going back to this, the whole choosing D2 over D1, what are some of your best memories that you've had here at this school? Jeez. <laughs> that's a crazy oh, cra- – with man. the career you've had, that's going to be a tough one to answer. But. Uh, so I'll probably, I'll probably give you like three, I guess. All right, all right. I'll take it. I would say – I would say the first championship With, freshman year. I was uh, Joey Joey Wittis, was that his name? Yeah. Dude, that dude chopped the – I watched buckets, it on TV. Man. He chopped like a half-court yeah. shot. That was crazy. I would say that that probably is up there. I mean, just because it's the first one. First one. Was that what, – what would you compare that team to the others? Like, was it just what, – what was it to you compared to the other ones? I mean – they kind, you know, the 19 team in this year were kind of similar, just, yeah. just kind of similar. Cause I mean, the scrappiness and the and the hunger, you felt it both years. Um, 19, you know, our talent level is just unbelievable. Was, we had yeah. Ryan Welty, Ryan Hawkins, Joey Wittes, me, Diego. That was yeah. That you know, year, you have wasn't... Xavier Rhodes, who is running the show in Florida. So <laughs> yeah, I saw. I you saw got that. Kirk Finley, who's a lockdown defender, great cutter. You just had you just had great pieces like that's yeah. like I think our scoring margin was like twenty points or something like that. It, like, I'm not gonna lie, those games were they were tough. They, I mean, we'd go there and it'd be fun for like five minutes, and then it's like oh we're up forty. But like that's <laughs> that's the thing with the hunger. Like we were hungry. Me and Diego's first year playing. Like yeah. me and him are probably. The hungriest we've we've been. We're probably yeah, we're, I wouldn't we're doubt like it. competitive guys, but like that's our first year, mm-hmm. just jumping in it. And you know we had all that doubt from Justin Pitts leaving, Chrissy Boo, yep. Zave Kurtz, all them, all those guys, Brett Doherty. I mean the championship guys, the main core championship yep. guys left. So so people you know, were like, who are the who's this Trevor Hudgens exactly. guy? Exactly. So <laughs> who's this we, Diego Bernard you speak of? I mean, there you go with the doubters right there. I mean, yeah, you could exactly. Say that. And, and then and then y'all pop off and. Won another no, one. Undefeated. Insane. That, All right, so there's your first. That's probably first one. Then I would say the next two that like are like side by side are probably Missouri Southern game winner and okay, Northern yeah. State uh, tie. 
All right, so up. going back to the Missouri Southern game winner, what were you feeling in that moment? I mean, the, the moment when the free throw was missed until the moment Diego tackled you onto the floor. Like, what, what, was, what was that time frame looking like in your head? So I see him. We fouled like an 80% plus free <laughs> yeah. throw shooter. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's going to hit both of these. Like, we're going to need a three. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was a one-on-one. He missed, he missed, hit the back rim, saw Hawk get it. I was like, Hawk, I'm open. Coach Mack just said go. He said, if you don't if you don't have anything, call a timeout. We had a timeout as well. Yep, just I remember to, that. Just to let people know. Um, and that goes with the trust thing with me and yeah. Coach. I dribble down. I see Elijah Clark running up to me. Uh, Braylon is face guarding me the whole game. Yeah. I did like a little in and out step, um, get Braylon off me. Elijah, he's still pursuing me. So I see a little gap, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm a hop step. They foul me. I get on the free throw line. Yeah. It's game. Like, I'll hit, the, I'll hit the free throws. They didn't foul me. I just hop step right over and just shot it. And Dude, I thought you were about to get tackled because, I mean, they were right there, and you, like, yeah. found the, like, slightest little opening and just found yourself wide open right there. It was just – I just shot it, and I just <laughs> I just prayed, honestly. I I don't know how it went in until this day, but it yeah. did. And then afterwards, like, it was my first, like, game winner, like, buzzer beater. So, yeah. like, I didn't know what to do. So, yeah. so I just turned around and started running. And then I got tackled out of nowhere. Yeah. It hurt came, my back a little bit. He came flying in, dude. And then and then I hit the ground, and all these all these hands and, and like, stuff, like, poked me in the eye. I'm like, oh, man. So you see my face on the ground. Like, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you're like, what? But it was it was just crazy. Just that whole night was crazy. Like that was my first game winning mm-hmm. like buzzer beater and yeah, I'll always remember that one. That and ball felt like it was in the air for like five years, dude. Oh yeah. I was like went like oh, yeah. come down, just go in, but Man. insane. Then I'll say, yeah, Moso or Moso and then Northern State. The Northern Northern dude, State last year was That probably, was stress, bro. I mean, y'all were down like what, like twelve with like yeah, two? Was that was like that what it was? Eleven or twelve with Two minutes left. Yeah. I, I remember they were shooting free throws like a minute 30, minute 40. And I remember Parker Fox, good friends. He goes to Minnesota now. Yeah. Um, he, he's talking to me on the on the three-point line while they're up 10-plus points. And he's like, oh, he's like looking at my face. He's like, man, what's, what are you looking like that for? Like, have fun. Have fun. Bro. And I'm like. You're like, you have no idea how much fun I'm going to be And I'm just, I'm just. I got the Kobe instant like killer like mindset, so I'm just like staring at at, at dude shooting the free throws. Dude, he'll like, probably be watching this. He's gonna be like, "Hey, I, I went wrong right there in that just, moment." And I was just like, I was like, man, I can't lose this dude. No. I was like, I just could, I just couldn't. And I mean, half the team lost hope. You saw yeah. in their face during could, huddles and timeouts. Tell. And And it was kind of like a feeling of, like, y'all ran every team all year. And then in the tournament, y'all were about to lose, and everyone was just like, really? Like, this whole year was a waste. But then, all right, continue from there, because I think that moment flipped the switch. So, like like I said, we don't give up. Yeah. But, like, there's that faith and hope. Like, we were like, oh, like, game's over. Like, Like, reality set in. Yeah. But, like, I'm I'm over here, like, we got two minutes, and we're down – you know, a couple threes. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking about threes. Like, I'm thinking yeah. about three threes, <laughs> nine points. You know, we're up. We're back in the game. Yeah. So, you know, the game goes on. We start pressing. They start turning it over. We start getting and ones. They turned and it over a few times. I, I think I hit a three. I think I hit a layup. And I think someone else hit a layup. And all of a sudden, we're, we're like, right there. Yeah. And, I mean – it was it was just so crazy. Um, we foul. I think he. I think it was two shots. He hit the first one. Mm-hmm. I can't up, remember honestly. They were up three. Then he missed the the second one. And I was like, oh, like they're in trouble. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you said, they're in. Your your thought in this moment, season on the line. They're in trouble. Like, yeah, I was like, they gave <laughs> they gave me a chance. Like, yeah, that's all. Like, that's all you need. That's all you asked for. That's like a chance. insane, dude. So like, DB had one of the smartest plays of all time. My whole five years of being here, dude missed the shot. DB let it bounce a little bit, and then he grabbed it. Then he passed it to me when I had a, like 
a full head of steam going. Yeah. So like, I got it. More time on the clock. I just did my normal, you know, step back. Yep. And I hit it, and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> we like, have a really, chance. Like, like, they really gave us overtime. Like, we have a chance. <laughs> and then the thing is that we almost won the game uh, on their play. On their, They tried to get up the court. Diego, like, tipped it. Isaiah Jackson, um, he got it. He tried to lay up. Okay, I do remember and he that. he could have got a floater. He could have won the game, been the biggest man on campus. Isaiah, if you're watching this, he could have been the biggest Dude, man on campus. Yeah. Oh, Isaiah, I remember that now. Yeah. I actually forgot that happened. That would have been – that would have just been wrong. I oh, mean, that would have just been, been crazy. Unfair. It would have been crazy. <laughs> but that's – those – yeah. So, championship, Moso and Northern probably up there. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. Like, there's been – there's been so much. There's been so many. Like, aside from basketball, aside from basketball, like, what, I don't know, what's been, like, a defining moment here? Like, I don't know if you, like, you're probably giving back to the community in a way or just, like, moments. Have you ever had, like, a weird moment where, like, not weird, like, an awesome moment where, like, a fan or something came up to you and they're, like, can you sign my whatever? Or that just, I don't know, being they're being starstruck by, like, just you being an awesome, like, basketball player? Um... I mean, I've signed, I've, I've signed a lot of things. Um, I think it's not what I've done, but like what, like people have done for, for me. I mean, like I've had uh, a woman sent a card to me and said, like, like the Lord has blessed you and you've blessed us, just to, like, you know. Yeah. be around and be a good person and stuff and like stuff like that and it's just been like wow like this this is, is awesome. a this is a, like a family environment family community like mm-hmm. Maryville is just a family in general like it is for real like and and that like that's just one instinct like I'm just like man like this place is really special yeah like, literally I, I love this place but man. I mean I've signed I've signed multiple things for for kids and and I've had I've had little pictures drawn of me and stuff like that, but I mean just the the family atmosphere and the family feel of this whole place of Maryville Northwest with the students like you know classes are small you know you know people and um it just feels it just feels amazing to just be at Northwest like yeah. it's not a big school so the family atmosphere is definitely special here. I think that's something yeah definitely beautiful about Northwest It's like literally like Maryville is such like a small town out like. 30 minutes from St. Joe, it's like we're kind of secluded here. And I think just like the older generations all the way to like the parents with little kids, it's just like this college, yeah, it may be a D2 school, but it like Maryville lives and breathes Northwest. I think that's what's so, so special about the football games. Mm-hmm. Football game days are insane. And then the basketball games, especially when we're just, you know, winning after like dub after dub yeah. i mean the whole the whole town's here and i think that you being in a position where you were the star like you were the star of the team like you were the guy you have done so well and just being humble about it being like giving back and uh i don't know i just saw your interview after the game when y'all won it and i can't remember what you said but oh, what was it you were like you were just like i don't even know what to say man just thank god thank thank the community and i was like Dude, this dude just won a national championship, and your first thought was to, like, thank the people, thank God. I don't know. I just thought that was really special. So, I mean, that's dope. Uh, but I don't know. I love. I, I just love Maryville, bro. I love mm. where, where we are right now. This is a great school, and I don't know. So what are uh, some other memories, though, just you've had of, like, this town or even just, like, I don't know. Like, I guess a question I could say is, like, going to – Freaking Indianapolis, and they're, mm-hmm. it's packed with Bearcat fans over behind the bench. Like, I don't know, what are just some more experiences you've had of that? Just commenting on the town, I guess. Um, first time I really felt like, like, whoa, like this community loves like its athletes, its its school, Northwest, yeah. Green in general. Yeah, was was regionals um, when we hosted in 2019. Yeah, and yeah. I mean the first. First game, I mean, Joey Wittes went off for 40 against his <laughs> old school, which was pretty special. That's insane. <laughs> and, I mean, he was he was having a game. And it was crazy. Like, the fans were there. I think we just blew him out. Joey had a great game, and everyone was locked in. 
But then second game comes around, fans are crazy. It's like sold out. That's nuts. Championship game comes around. It is outrageous. <laughs> I'm just afraid. Like, I didn't see it because I saw the first year yeah. we lost to Mankato. Joey was on that team. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't really see it. Like, I saw, like, the crowd, but Justin wasn't playing. So, like, you know, the excitement was kind of dead. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of flat. You know, my freshman year playing, like, seeing that, I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. these people love it here. <laughs> and, like, we win, and, you know, the crowd's crazy. And I'm just, I'm just like, overwhelmed. And that was the first time I really was like, wow, like this this place is special. Like D two or not, like this <laughs> this place is special. Literally, like you bro. could feel the love. And it's not fake love either. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like everyone genuinely wants to be in that gym and everyone is cheering for you. Um but then again, like you said, even before the championship games, like the regional game at Augustana. Yeah. That is their home court. That is where they play most of their games. Even though it's at the Pentagon, they play most of their games mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Our crowd was louder than their crowd. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's, that's just – what I don't even know how far we are away from Augustana. It's a while because I was but, trying to go, but I was like uh, – I think it was like – was it eight hours? It was a ways. It was yeah, over five. Over five for sure. It was probably like, yeah, six to seven, I think. That's crazy. But – I mean, our fans, you hear the B-E-A-R-C-A-T-S, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, we went out for warm-ups, and that's all you heard. But, yeah, Augustana, like, our crowd was going crazy. And they have the students. Like, we have parents and, like, like, yeah, like, like girlfriends <laughs> and stuff there. Like, <laughs> like they're making noise. And we got we got the some town folk that go out there and stuff and like you know dedicate their their life to the bearcats yeah and exactly we love them with all our hearts but to know that we travel like that is so special and then you get to the championship game and it's just it's just unreal it's it's, a, dude i could only imagine i wish I, I wish i made that trip i'm not gonna lie but it's just it was just unreal like, even back home though even at bernie's where i was for like setting up dad's day we were watching mm-hmm. the we were watching the game, and I mean, it was it was live in there. Like I told you before we started this, but when you hit that step back and hit it, I mean, it sounded like we were in a like a basketball arena. It was like I was like, damn, there's that many people here. It was crazy. But that game was crazy itself. That Just, game was crazy itself. Okay, something I want to ask about that. You always seem like a pretty mellow, humble guy, cause you are. But you win. You hop up on the table and start going crazy. I saw oh, yeah. it. You start going crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, what was those emotions? Was it just like a feeling of like, dang, it's it's over and like, look at what I've done. I don't know. So like. What we've done. What the team's done. So basically. <laughs> so so basically, I played, I played with the most emotion I've ever played in any basketball game that game. You did for sure. <laughs> One, because it was my last game in green. Yeah. Two is because Diego Bernard got hurt, and he was our spark plug the, the mm. whole year. Ever since I've been here, he's been the emotional type. Yeah. Get us a dunk, you know, let out a roar and everything, like yeah. just hype. So those two were in the back of my mind the whole time. Yeah. Diego only played 13 minutes out of 40. Yeah, and he was so, hurt, wasn't he? So, yeah. So, one, I played. I was playing my heart out. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm pretty sure during the game I I said like I'm willing to die out here to Diego <laughs> like I'm dead serious I That's went crazy. up to DB and I said I'm willing to die out here <laughs> today like like I the first half I, I blacked out I I kid you not I don't even remember like like half of it you dropped 22 I'll tell you that <laughs> like that's what I like I see that but like like in the game I was just playing with passion I was just being competitive and I was just hungry. Like I just did not want to lose. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend my last game being a Bearcat, not the best I could a- absolutely play. Yeah. And so I was trying to play my absolute heart out. Then at the end of the game, I mean, I always wanted to jump on the on the table. Yeah, I, I just... told I told my teammates and they they were like, "Go ahead." <laughs> I was like, okay. So I jumped on the table, and, I mean, I had, I played with all that emotion. I had passion. Yep. I'm lit. I mean, like, yeah, you I, were. I wanted to do it. I've seen D-Wade do it, so I wanted to do it. Exactly, dude. That and, was that was a legendary, legendary Northwest moment right there. That will go down in the books for sure. That was crazy. So what, what I've always noticed, too, is, like, you, you hit these big threes, you do these big plays, and then you're just kind of, like, you know, just kind of walk it off. <laughs> Bro, that game I was watching, yeah. you were like – 
Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you you for real were playing with the most emotion I've ever seen. Me and my dad were actually watching it because he was up here for Dad's Day, and he was like, he watches all the games too because mm-hmm. he went here, and he was like, uh, Trevor finally let it out. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, five that's five years. That's five years of of yeah passion five and emotion the right big, there. There it is. That, it was yeah. let loose in the final sure. game. That was nuts. Sure. That was insane. So uh, I don't know. The cameras keep dying and all that, but I have something we got to talk about before it's okay. over. Talking about the B E A R C A T S chant. I was watching back the Duke game the other day, and you could hear those chants at the end of the end of the game. Y'all were y'all were down like you know eighteen ish, but mm-hmm. closed it in within. Gosh dang it. Okay, anyways, y'all were down like eighteen ish. Came back, brought it within five, and you just hear those chants in. In the Duke home stadium, I forget what it's called. Cameron. Cameron, Cameron Indoor Stadium. You would you heard the Bearcat chant, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's insane. So just what were your thoughts during that game, playing against Coach K, playing against the Duke Blue Devils in their home stadium? How how was that experience? I mean, that was that was when the step back was born. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. I was I was playing against you know six seven six six yeah. athleticism, so you know that's when I started doing my step back. Um, and I was just, I was just in there, and I wasn't starstruck about anything because really? that was my second time being there. Because okay, yeah, the you played year, there twice. Yeah, first year was my redshirt year. Then, you know, second year, but I wasn't playing with no fear. I wasn't, I wasn't playing to to look cute, to do all the extra stuff. Like I was in there to try to win a game. Yeah, and y'all almost did. Y'all almost beat Duke, so yeah, that's I mean, absolutely crazy. Do you think if you ran that, you think if we played him again with that same team, you think we st- we would stand a chance at a round two? Kind of, because you'd feel a little more, the team would feel a little more comfortable playing them? I think, I think if the 2019 championship team went in there with the team that we played that, I had 27. Yeah. I think that would have been a great game. Yeah. I, I, I really do. You're not going to promise a win, but you'll promise yeah. a great game. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's Dude, I just think that's insane. I, all my friend, A lot of my friends that went to, like, Mizzou or whatever, mm-hmm. they see me repost, like, we won the championship, and they're like, it's D2, buddy. I'm like, y'all don't understand. We almost beat Duke. <laughs> yeah. We had him on the ropes, and then – at the, bro, I wish Northwest would play Mizzou I, just to shut them up. Like, it's just, bro, <laughs> like it's the craziest thing because people think like D two is like just like terrible. Yeah. Like the thing is, for Hayes BK State by a lot, like two years yeah, ago, yeah, or last year. I remember that. I mean, we lost to, by six to Duke, yeah, who blew out multiple teams, and I mean. You got Ryan Hawkins being all Big East like team. Exactly. And he just dude. transferred from here. You got Yeah, for y'all that didn't know, Ryan Hawkins was a Bearcat player, transferred to Creighton and then like went off. Literally went off. Can't the Kansas Jayhawks ended him, but up until then he was going crazy. Like you just it, you know, hoopers are just hoopers. Yeah. The I think the biggest difference between D one and D two are just the size and the athleticism. Like yeah. our bigs here are gonna be Six seven, six eight. Johnny Clausen from Washburn, six nine. Yeah. D one, you're gonna get the seven footers exactly. that can jump. You're gonna get the uh, Jericho Sims from Texas, who's playing with the Knicks now, and like that's crazy. Yeah. I think I think the fundamental like shooting ability, I think, you know, it's up in the air. I feel like there's a lot of good shooters in D two. For sure, you got that. that could, oh, what's his name? Number twelve on Washburn. Can't think of his name. That's Tyler Grant. Uh, Jalen Lewis, number twenty. Is that one going? Or we're chilling. Yeah. Number J- twenty. Number Jaylen twenty is Lewis. a shooter, and then we got uh, Gr- Tyler Griman. Tyler that his name? Griman, yeah. Dude, that dude. Every time we played him, he hit that half court. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. the one with that half court. Yeah. Oh my. He's goodness. he's one of my cl- he's he's good friends. Dude, so. he's so he's so. I'm not gonna lie, like I'd really like to watch that dude play. Yeah. Even when he hit that half court shot against us, like when them my double A, I was like. At least it was him. Like that was that was freaking crazy. Yeah, that was insane, bro. I think I think the difference between D one and D two is literally like you were saying, mm-hmm. the size. And I mean the the bad teams in D two are really bad. The bad teams in D one they could probably compete with some D two teams. But yeah. I just think I I just wish there could be like a game, Northwest versus Mizzou, and we'll just see what happens. There's just some more stuff like that because I mean K State got beat by a D two school, and yeah. then. 
like we already said, y'all almost beat Duke. I mean, I just think we should – I want to see more of that in the future. I don't know who yeah. – I don't know how to make that happen. I don't think I have any power to make that happen. But I think that would be crazy to just witness. Because, I mean, you probably – do you ever get that from some of your friends who are like – do they just like undermine your like success because they're like, oh, it's a D two? Um, they don't really undermine it. They're just like, I have one friend. I have one friend that's really like, man, this could be you. Man, you could you could be in Allen Fieldhouse right now. Oh man, you could you could be wearing purple and and Bramlage right now. Yeah. Oh, you you could be somewhere. That should be you on ESPN. And I'm just like, man, I'm I'm having fun. I'm yeah. I'm living life. I have one of the best coaches in the world. And we talked about I mean, how awesome this town is. Like, you got yeah, the atmosphere like, here. I mean. And I feel like I've developed as a player as well. Like, yeah, I, for I, don't, sure. I don't feel like my freshman year self and this year self are the same player. No. I, I definitely developed. And as a leader, I feel like I developed. Um, and, you know, you just, you're just not going to get that everywhere. If I, if I go to another school, another offense, different coach there's different trust levels there's different systems just everything goes into it and yeah. you know and and also the loyalty I mean coach Mack he was he was the one that talked to me in high school he was the one that stuck with me um he's the one that you know developed me to the player I am today to be honest and you know thanks thanks for thanks to him but that also is why I didn't enter the transfer portal. I didn't even think about Never, transfer portal yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, D two D two is is good. People need to stop worrying about just going D one and stuff like that. Just, exactly. They need to find the perfect fit because if you find the perfect <clears throat> fit, you're just gonna have a better time. For sure, bro. Well, I think uh, I think we we could probably end this off considering the technical difficulties we gotta figure out by season three for sure. But. I appreciate you coming on. Is there any last things you want to say just before we wrap this up? I mean, you're about to leave Maryville for a while. Any last like messages you want to give out or anything? Um, what that well, what that last one says. Believe in yourself. Yeah, just believe in yourself. I mean, don't don't try to do things to make people happy. Make yourself happy. Yeah. Um, you'll find you'll find the real ones. You know, throughout life, doing so. You, for sure. you should just do what you love. Um, honestly, just believe in yourself and let it play out. You know, just don't try to do too much, you know, and, mm -hmm. and overdo all sorts of stuff to please other people. I mean, you could serve people, but don't try to please people, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's that's basically all I, all I got. You know, if, you, if you're religious, believe in God, um, trust in him, but... If you know, if you're not, then you know. Yeah, if you're not, then I mean, you you'll know. find you'll find it someday. That's what this is for. This uh, thing right here that stands for it is finished. It's like a, mm. it's like a religious thing. I just threw that on there. I don't even know. This thing's we're in this, but I just want to say uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Trevor, for coming on. That's my cousin right here. If y'all didn't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll catch you in season three, mm -hmm. and make sure to like, subscribe, all that. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, bro. For real. Yeah, no problem. All right.